Hip-hop takes the stand in the new documentary As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Rap lyrics are playing an increasingly prominent role in criminal cases. Every song, every lyric, every video that you've ever been involved with, they're going to use against you. Follow rap artist Kemba as he explores the weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system. This artistic expression is a confession. I'm ready. Roll the tape. Watch the eye-opening new documentary As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, August 25th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change, joined as always by Dwayne Long on a Tuesday. Dwayne, how goes it? Oh, man, and just soaking up the last few days of summer. I don't, I don't know if, how long this is going to last, but I'm enjoying it. The weather has been nice. The subject matter, maybe not as nice. We're going to stick to recruiting today. There has been no developments on the Ohio State. Will they play football or not front? As of right now, it looks like Ohio State will not play football, and everybody else who plays football will play football. Depressing, yes. We try and focus on things that lift your spirits here on the BM5, and that is recruiting because Ohio State is still full speed ahead, which brings us to the man of the hour, Ty Leak Williams, defensive tackle from Unity Reed High School, formerly known as Stonewall Jackson. Ironically, five minutes from my first ever job. You know the name already because of Sean Murphy, a huge target in the next class, but Ty Leak Williams has become a serious, serious candidate to be a Buckeye. We will compare him to other defensive tackle prospects Ohio State is pursuing. But first, your thoughts on Tyleek Williams. I'm very surprised that that this was the first we heard of him, Dan. I mean, the the biggest thing was he's actually a top 10 national defensive tackle, and we weren't even hearing about him. Ohio State's got a top 10 national defensive tackle on the back burner. Wow. That, that, that's enormous. And uh, I loved what I saw of the kid on film. Now, he's not Taiwan, Lone, uh, Taiwan Malone, but he is still just an outstanding prospect. You know, here's, here's what I would say about him just to lead off with. Even if we got uh, Malone, I would still take this kid. I would still try to fit him in. You know, you're not going to turn down a five-star at another position with Malone already in there, but I try to try to get this kid in here. He plays very well. He's listed at 315 pounds, and if they said he was 275, I would believe it. Moves well, runs well, really uses his hands well. That is becoming more and more important. You're seeing more younger guys, high school guys, realize – the sooner I get my hand t- techniques down on the defensive line, the sooner I'm going to get in the lineup. Uh, he uses his hands very well, gets off blocks really well, uh, uh, and he's already 315 pounds and looks like he could carry another 20 pounds easy. Easy. So uh, I think this, is, this could end up, when we look back, um, you know, when this class wraps up and say um, pick the steal of the class, I think it could be Tyleek Williams. 
Another positive for Tyleek is he plays big boy football down there in Virginia. That conference has produced guys like Antoine Sampa, who's headed to LSU, uh, Deshaun Hand from that conference, same high school that produced Tim Settle, for those of you who remember our quest of him before he went to Virginia Tech and now with the Redskins. One of our fantastic posters asked the question, that's what everyone wants to know, if you were comparing Williams to the aforementioned Taiwan Malone and the decommitted Tunisi Adelaide, where do you come out? I still uh, would choose Malone. He's just such a force at the point of attack. He's a little bit more athletic and definitely faster. Uh, the one thing is, as you just mentioned, though, the level of competition versus Malone is, is uh, beating some guys that uh, they need to get their SATs or ACTs together because that's the only way getting into college, whereas – uh, uh, Williams was maybe playing against some guys that could play uh, at some level, uh, get a, get some kind of money to play uh, college ball. So that, that is a factor, but uh, this, I would still choose Malone, but it wouldn't, I'd want to look at him again. You know, the, Williams is much better than I thought he was going to be. I was like, we're settling for this guy. Well, I hadn't heard of him, hadn't watched him. And, and now I'm looking at it and saying, how could we, we didn't, you know, because this is a kid that is so good. If he wanted to commit earlier, I wouldn't have waited on Malone. I would prefer Malone, but I wouldn't have waited on him because this kid's, kid's too good to say, well, going to Virginia Tech. I wouldn't have done that. Give the nod to Malone, but uh, this is, this is <laughs> you want to talk about a fallback. This is just a really nice get for us uh, in the face, uh, especially in the face of likely losing Malone to what amounts to baseball. Um, as far as Adelaide, as far as Adelaide is concerned, I, here's the thing about Adelaide that was always out there. It was the elephant in the middle of the room. He's listed strong side defensive end, but is he really a defensive tackle? Well, with Williams, you know what you got, you got a tackle. So what I, what I go back and, and take him over Williams, I don't think so. Cause I want to add the tackle. I want to know where you're going to play. You don't know that. And I think Adelaide is going to be difficult. I don't think he wants to go down inside. I think he's going to want to say a strong side defensive end. We don't need that. We don't need that hassle. We want a guy that's going to say, I want to get on the football field. And I don't see that in him. Uh, great player. <laughs> I'm perfect, perfectly content with what we got in, in Williams. We definitely got a kid that is a tackle. He knows he's a tackle. He's going to play tackle. Williams is committing on Thursday. All of the crystal ball action is rolling towards Ohio State. I'd be very surprised if he chose elsewhere. And once again, he is a teammate of Sean Murphy, a class of 2022 middle linebacker prospect extraordinaire that they are very interested in. So this can't hurt. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and talk about some more recruiting. Rise and shine, football fans. This is Susanna Fuller from Morning Footy, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Galazzo Network covering the breadth of the global game. Join me, Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Alexis Guerreros, and guests every morning for the perfect blend of news, analysis, conversation, and exclusive interviews. If you love soccer, then look no further. We've got you covered for Europe's top five leagues, the W Gold Cup, the Champions League Knockout Stage, CONCACAF Nations League, NWSL, MLS, Transfer News, and much more. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Subscribe to Morning Footy. All right, we are back. Ohio State would not be recruiting if it didn't have a Sunshine State presence prevalent in the class. 
Peyton Kennard, the latest offer, an offensive lineman, a big fella. It seems like 6'7 is becoming a common listing for guys they're going after. Your thoughts? Uh, he's a lot of work, but also a lot of time. This is, he's a 2023 kid. So there's, there's plenty of time, and he brings things to the table that you just can't coach. He's 6'7", 315 pounds. And, again, you know, I, I said this about Williams. He looks a lot leaner than, than his listed weight. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, at, at, he looks 280 pounds himself. So you can't coach that. You just can't. Uh, he's got a lot of work to do. He's one of those kids that he's been so physically dominant since he started playing the game that he's not thinking about uh, things like technique. He, uh, the one thing that kills me is when offensive line prospects bend at the waist and reach. No. You sit your butt down and you move your feet. It's one thing why I love Ben Chrisman so much. Ben Chrisman seems to, I don't know if he was taught that or if it just came naturally. You don't see Ben Chrisman out there reaching. You don't see him stand, feet just locked in concrete and reaching. You don't see that. You see that with this kid. But again, we're talking about a 2023 kid. Lots of time. Glad we got in. Maybe he's going to iron some things out. Now, you want to talk about a kid who could have used uh, a summer of, of getting into camps and combines and, and drilling and, and getting coached up by guys who know offensive line technique. He, that, that, this hurts him so bad, what's, what's happened. But you, you can see what, when you look at him, you go, what are you, you got you to get in there. He's going to mature more. He's going to learn more. Being on the ground floor, and the kid's got mid uh, Midwestern roots. He's from Chicago. Was uh, in Chicago till he was 11 years old. Um, so he said half his family is is Ohio State fans. So got our eyes on a big kid that who knows what's gonna what's gonna uh, come out of him. Right now we're in there, and he's looking, and we we look to be in a good good situation with the kid. The last guy I want to talk about is Malachi Hamrick. People remember Ryan Shazier as the best linebacker to play at Ohio State in the last 15 or 20 years. But in high school, Ryan Shazier lined up exclusively at defensive end and just went after the quarterback. Malachi Hamrick, I'm not comparing him to Ryan Shazier specifically, but he's six foot four, 200 pounds. And if you watch his film, he is placed on the edge and sent after the quarterback as a sophomore, 19 sacks, 39 tackles for loss. We just watched him on tape. What's your vibe? Oh, my goodness. If this kid can fill out, he's awfully, uh, awfully thin, Buckeye Nation. He's awfully thin, but he's a really long kid. And if you go watch his film, don't, don't you know, there's so many uh, plays with him chasing uh, – running down quarterbacks, running down backs from behind. Stay with the film. What you will see is something that really surprised me. It's listed at 6'4", 200, and I would, it looks accurate. Watching this kid play at the point of attack, it was pretty shocking. He has no hesitation. He's not trying to beat the guy with speed. And so often, you know, these lighter kids that are playing online, they're going to say, well, I'm going to run around him. No, he didn't. He puts his hands in there, stacks the, stacks the pads, and, and takes on the blocks. So um, as a pass rusher, my goodness, wow. 
Uh, it's just a matter of is he going to be able to put up on, put on enough weight. Uh, we may be looking at another um, uh, uh, Simmons, the kid, the linebacker from uh, Clemson, just a big, long kid that you can just put out on the field, make the defense, make the offense look for him. You know, that, that's one thing that made Simmons so effective is, you know, where is he? And, and that completely messed up blocking schemes, the way Clemson used them all over the place. He was big enough and, and physical enough that he could get in there and, and uh, uh, tackle line of scrimmage on place. But, you know, he was athletic enough to play in space. So, you know, I like those kind of guys. We may have one here with, uh, with Craig Young already. And I think we're looking at, at a, a, a kind of athlete that, all schools are going to be looking for. Let's let's throw him in there and see what happens. Let let's see. Let's just take this long, lean athlete, and uh, you know, and just see what happens. So this kid here, he is just the pass rush is his first step. He's gone, just running by people. Uh, a very aggressive kid, plays physical for his size. Definitely an impressive prospect. Got a little Javante John Baptiste vibe going there as well. We appreciate Dwayne stopping by. If you have yet to give this podcast a five-star review on iTunes, please do so. It helps out the cause. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Grab your VIP pass. We're delving into the secretive world of Formula One. Behind the scenes with two of the sport's biggest names, Mercedes and Williams. This is not coal mining, this is Formula One motor racing. As they build their new cars. We want to be so much further ahead. We are in permanent racing mode. And face shocking headlines. Here's Lewis Hamilton moving away from Mercedes. I'm Joseph Fiennes and this is F1, back at base. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.